So, for the past few weeks, we've been in this series called Never Alone. Someone say, Never Alone. We've been looking at this and we've been unpacking it week by week, going verse by verse through John chapter 1. Um, we're going to read from verse 9 through 13. And so I love just going through the Bible line upon line. I think it's really awesome, Reesh. It just It's just a blessing to me. And so let's go ahead and we're just going to read from verse 9 and onward. It says, The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world... And the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. How many of you have watched Undercover Boss? Let me see the hands of those who have watched. Okay. Yeah, and, and we love that show. My wife and I, we used to watch like back to back to back. Uh, and she and her mom actually used to watch that show. And they would be like crying and stuff. And so it was so cute. How many of you cried? Come on, just be, be honest. Okay. A few of y'all. Some of y'all just don't want to admit it, but you cried. You know. And uh, it's just, it's really, it's really awesome. But the thing about Undercover Boss is this, you know, for us, for those of us, Darrell, that are watching from the outside, we're watching this show and we're seeing where this boss, this person shows up uh, in the midst of a company that they're responsible for. Somebody sees where I'm going. And when they show up there, they come in a disguise and in a package uh, that the the company, the people who are their workers, they're not accustomed to it. In fact, most of the workers have absolutely no clue who it is that those that the, the CEO or the the owner of the company is. And so they come through, and they usually have these weird '80s looking uh, mustaches, you know, hair pieces, or they dye their hair like a splash of purple or something crazy. And they usually come in with a name like Jag or something. You know, because there's so that no one could ever suspect that it would be who they are. And so the thing is that it's crazy because these people, they often do crazy stuff. They talk bad about the company. Come on, somebody. They, they just act crazy. They're doing stuff. They're trying to show them shortcuts how to, you know, this is the way that we get money because they don't be paying us enough, you know. And so they go out of their way to, you know, to try and, and, uh, and, and, and finagle and do some shenanigans and such because they have no clue that the CEO is right there. Come on, somebody. And here in the text, it tells us in verse 9, the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. So it is with Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, uh, Kadeen, the creator of the world. The creator of the world is among us. He came because it's speaking, uh, it's speaking in the past tense, but he's still here. He came and they did not recognize him he came uh, because they were expecting him to look a certain way he came and he and they did not acknowledge that he was here the creator of the world he came and they did not know that it was him and so the re the fact of the matter is is that although this is speaking in past tense that we live in a generation and a world today and i wonder if there's one or two people that understand that the savior is walking in the streets today come on somebody god is with us but unfortunately the world is still acting like they don't know that he is here 
And this is why people walk around in a position of loneliness. This is why people walk around acting the fool. Because they don't understand. They have not caught the revelation that their Savior is among them. But I showed up today with a word from heaven to encourage someone to know that if you would open up your eyes. Come on somebody. That you would see that God, the creator of heaven and earth, is at work among us. And so it says the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. And so I want to talk about rejection. Everybody say rejection. Because rejection is something that uh, everyone has dealt with or deals with at some point in time in their life. It says that the world did not know him. So the first form of rejection that Jesus faced was from the world in general. No one in the world understood or accepted him. The world did not know him. How many of you by a show of hands have ever felt rejected in your life? Come on, at some point in your life. Okay, we see those hands. You have felt at some point rejected in your life because of whatever the case may be but Jesus shows up and he showed up on a mission mom to come and save those who were on the earth but they could not recognize him and as a result they rejected him and so the first the second form of rejection he was rejected by the world but he was also rejected watch this by the Jews of that time the Bible goes on and says, look at what it says here in the text. It says in verse 11, he came to his own and his own people did not receive him. Are you still with me? And so this is not a knock to Jews of this day. That's not the point of what I'm saying. But Jesus was born a Jew and God chose to allow him to come through the nation of Israel. And the fact is that they, even though this was the case and Jesus showed up to save them, come on somebody, salvation was coming through their nation, but they did not accept him because they had an idea of how he should come and who he should be and as a result they decided that they would reject him and so i'm not going to turn here now but john chapter 10 verse 22 through 42 you can write it down and check it out after we find where jesus the jews are questioning him about whether or not he was the messiah the one who was coming to save them and and jesus says i told you that I've made it clear to you that I am that person. And then they end up deciding they picked up stones and they got ready to stone him. Because they did not accept, they decided to reject the presentation of Jesus to them. Are you still with me? Trust me, I'm going somewhere. We're just setting this thing up. So, 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 uh, so Jesus was, so Jesus was in a position where he was rejected by the Jews of this, of his time. But not only this, Jesus was also rejected by his own family. By his own brothers. You know, see, some of us, we think that because Jesus was Jesus cream, we think that, that they just, that, that Jesus' family just accepted him. Yeah, you know, you're the savior of the world. We acknowledge that. You know, you were born by virgin birth and it was amazing. And we're just, oh, we're just singing your praise. That is not what happened. Jesus had brothers and sisters. And the Bible actually records in John chapter 7, verse 5. It goes on and it says, for not even his brothers believed in him. 
Trust me, I'm just building a case. Oh, so Jesus was rejected and not accepted by the world. Jesus was rejected by the nation of Israel. His own people that he came to had rejected him. Not only this, but he also was rejected by his own family. Has anybody ever been, exe- been felt like you've been rejected by your own family? You don't have to show your hands. But as a result of the decision for you to follow Christ or a result of a decision for you to try to do what it is that God has called you to do. Have you ever been in a position where you have felt rejected by family? Have you ever felt that form of rejection? You know what I'm talking about this morning. And so here, Jesus is experiencing this where his own family did not believe him. They rejected him. And not only this, he was also rejected by his crew. I mean, the people who walked with him daily, the folks that hung with him, the ones that were at the prayer meetings with him, Marlon, they were in a position where they rejected him as well. Judas, man, the dude that he was breaking bread with. Can we keep it 100 He's sitting there, they sat there, you know, they were at Burger King, uh, and they were enjoying some Whoppers together. And this same Judas that was at his table, this same Judas that was hanging with him in the company, this Judas was the one that made the decision that he was going to betray him. And we see this in Matthew 26, verse 14 through 16. And how about Peter? You ever had one of those type of dudes in your life? That was always willing to go to blows for everybody, for you. He's like, dude, if they, if, they, if they roll up, I got your back, man. You know, this dude is like slicing people's ears off and everything. Like, they're coming to get, he is like, he is, he is like, he's saying that he's right or die. But then as soon as the heat showed up, come on somebody. Then this same Peter decided that he was going to, he was going to deny, it was in front of a girl. In fact, in the text, uh, Luke 22, verse 54 through 62, the Bible says it was a girl that showed up. And when the girl showed up, then Peter's like, that that Jesus guy, who are you talking about? And he tries to blankety blank, blank, blank. He tries to cuss. And they're like, no, you, you, you can't even cuss right. You know, you've been around him too much. That doesn't, that you, you cussing with an, with a Christian accent. That doesn't, that doesn't sound good. And they recognized that he indeed was someone who was with Christ. Come on, somebody. Have you ever felt rejected by your crew? Have you ever had people that were your cheerleaders and they were saying they were ride or die and they said that they were going to get your back? But as soon as he came up, as soon as you ran out of funds, as soon as, as stuff like that happened, then they threw the deuces. Am I the only one that experienced that type of stuff? So Jesus, I'm just showing you that Jesus experienced rejection on a massive scale across all borders. He experienced this thing called rejection. And the fact of the matter is, you know, we usually look at rejection in a negative light. We usually look at rejection and say, oh, you know what? This is a horrible thing. Nobody knows the trouble I see. You know, and that's usually the perspective. I'm not crazy, trust me. Uh, But, you know, the fact of the matter is can i just help you can i help you to understand uh that 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 look at this that that man's rejection often positions us for god's elevation i'm about to run over this stage 
Because the fact of the matter is, is that if Judas didn't reject Jesus, come on somebody, if Judas didn't put Jesus in a position where he went to that cross, then all of you who today are declaring that you are saved by the grace of God, you would be still headed to a devil's hell. But I wonder if there's anyone today that knows that Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 through 11 makes it clear that although that Jesus humbled himself to the place of the cross while he was rejected that the Bible says that now he is highly exalted come on somebody this same Jesus that Judas rejected is the same Jesus that is sitting high and exalted in heaven today and my same Bible says Kareem in 1st Peter chapter 5 verse 6 he who humbleth himself will be exalted and so I just showed up to tell somebody on this morning on the way back to my house to let you know that oftentimes your rejection let them reject you let them kick you out of the crew let them kick you out the club it might look like it's an evil thing but man's rejection is often the setup for God's elevation I'm here to tell somebody today that feels like it's over for you because you got rejected that you just need to hang in there come on somebody Galatians chapter 6 says, don't get weary in well doing for in due season you will reap if you Faint not. I have like two Bible readers in here. But I'm... (laughs) I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. You know, and this is the thing, this is the thing. I'm almost done, but I just wanted to help you to understand, Andrew. The thing is that this, this, we see this concept throughout the scriptures. Help me to preach this Holy Ghost. Because you know, if you're aware, how many of you heard of the story of Joseph? Uh, Somebody say Joseph. And you know, I love, I love the story of Joseph because I'm not lying. Uh, you know, this thing is, is, is right through the theme of scripture. Joseph was an individual that had a dream. Joseph was an individual and I love the life of Joseph is seen as a type of Christ. And it's beautiful because when you look at Joseph, he was rejected by his brothers. Come on, somebody. Uh, they decide because of the favor that was on his life, because they were able to see the favor that was on his life, they decided that they were going to throw him in a pit and so they threw him in a pit and they left him for dead and I love it I love the way that this scripture talks about it because they left him for dead they sold him into slavery they thought that it was over they thought that they had won they thought that they could stop the plan of God for their lives but I want to let someone know today that man is not capable of screwing up your destiny come on somebody I don't care about the plan that they have I don't care about the pit that they set if God has called you something to something he will bring it to pass no matter what man has to say come on somebody just ought to touch your neighbor and tell them neighbor oh neighbor man can't stop your destiny Man, we barely even know how to cook minute rice. Do you think that God would put us in the position where we are managing your, come on, your destiny? Who am I talking to on this morning? I showed up with a message from heaven to let you know that come hell or high water, if God said it over your life, it doesn't matter what they say. Come on, somebody. They can't stop. They can't block. They can't break your destiny. 
Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so Joseph, Joseph is in this position where he's thrown in the pit. He's sewn into, sold into slavery. They put him in prison or in the, in his master's wife's house because the favor of God, once it's on your life, it don't matter if you're in the house. It doesn't matter if you're in the prison. Come on, somebody. Once the favor of God is on your life, that favor is with you and will attend you. Come on, somebody. In this, I hear the Bible says that even if I make my bed in hell, behold, he is there is there a church that's happy that no matter what season you're in and what's going on in your life that the favor of god will attend you if you got it and so he goes in there and he's in the prison and he because he decided he made the decision to honor his god and some of you have been rejected because not because you've done something bad many of you have experienced rejection not because you're evil or you're horrible but you have been following what god has called you to do and you've experienced this rejection and it's a beautiful thing to be rejected not because of sin but to be rejected come on somebody because you have decided to do what God has told you to do. There is a big difference. Come on. And some of you are feeling discouraged because of the rejection that you are facing from family members or from your crew. You know, I grew up and they used to sing the song, friends don't treat me. Come on, somebody. Like they used to. What happened? Since I, why my Come on, somebody. Yes, and so that's the fact that friends don't treat you often like they used to when you lay your burdens down. But there is a beauty in rejection when it's a result of following Christ. Oh my God, when I can identify with the Savior and as a result of this, I might be outcast from man, but I'm not outcast with God. And so the, the story of Joseph is beautiful because I especially love how it ends. Look at this at the text in Genesis chapter 50. Uh, and I'm not going to, I'm going to actually read, yes, from verse 15. You can follow me if you're there. If not, write it down and check it out after. But look at what it says. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, it may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil we did to him. You know why they said that? Because even though they threw Joseph in the pit, and even though they sold him into slavery, and even though he was in a position of rejection, you trust and believe that because of the favor that God had on his life, he ended up in a palace. Somebody say the palace. He was second in charge and command of everything and so it's just amazing i love how you know people try to people try to knock you and people try to make fun of you and they try to push you out but when god has that plan on your life that favor that his father saw over him come on somebody where he gave him that coat of many colors that technicolor dream coat come on for those who watched the was it the play that was a play right wasn't it joseph in the t so 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 you know that favor that that represented attended him all the days of his his life and he ended up in the palace and so he was in this position now where his brothers thought that he was dead but he was like surprise i'm still alive see there's some people that thought that they that you should have been dead by now can i talk to somebody there's some people that thought you should be in a mental institution by now it's some people that they tried to shut you down and i don't know why i'm here but i just want to help somebody along the way uh, that you know you they thought that it should have been over for you by now but you just you're still here and you you know what when you walk by somebody and they and you realize that they had your demise at hand you just need to stop and look at them and say surprise i'm still alive 
instead of cussing them out, come on somebody, instead of giving them, flipping them fingers and all sorts of stuff, you just need to look at them and say, praise God, surprise, I'm still alive. <laughs> look at somebody, in fact, go ahead and help me preach. Look at somebody, give them a high five, tell, tell them neighbor, oh neighbor, the devil tried it, but surprise, I'm still alive. Somebody ought to give God praise for keeping you right here, you know. Look at it, look at it, look at it. I'm still reading. He says, so they sent a message to Joseph saying in verse 16, your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sins because they did evil to you. And now please forgive the transgressions of the servants of God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Watch this. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, behold, we are are your servants but joseph said to them did do not fear for i am i in the place of god as for you you meant evil against me come on somebody but god i like big butts and i cannot lie the ones in the text though the ones in the text the ones in the text uh yeah 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 he said he said it says but god somebody say but god but god it's okay y'all we, we still good we i'm still cool with jesus but God meant it for good. So to bring it, look about that many people should be kept alive. Come on, somebody. And so the fact of the matter is that they did not like they did not like Joseph. They decided that they were going to make the choice to throw him in the pit. Come on, somebody. Because they thought that they were going to stop his destiny just as Jesus was rejected. But the fact of the matter is that even though they experienced that, come on, even though they did this thinking, he says, you meant evil to me, but God was meaning it to get glory out of it and to save many people alive. You know what the response? is usually we think we can just gloat and we think that it's we can become prideful because God kept us and we use our position that God has elevated us to we use it as a position to be prideful but Joseph decided that he was going to use that position he recognized that God was positioning him through the evil that was done to him to one day come back in this time of famine that was happening in the land and when his family should have died because of the famine, Joseph was in position to be able to give these his family food. And do you know how serious it is? Because Judah was one of the people, one of the sons that was there. And you know, Jesus, Jesus is known as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus was going to come through the line of Judah. And so if Joseph was not in position through the thing that happened, come on somebody, not only was his family not going to make it, but as a result, Jesus wouldn't have shown up on the scene years later to be able to save mankind. And so the fact of the matter is, is that not only does number one, man's rejection often position us for God's elevation, but number two, man's rejection positions people for God's salvation. 
So in the life of Joseph, I just explained to you how it works. But also in the lives of Je- in the life of Jesus, all of that rejection, as I shared, was for the purpose that we would be able to come to a place of eternal life. You and I are born in sin. We are born separated from God. And as a result, our relationship with God is jacked. And our relationship with man on outside of God, we It's hard for us to have a functional relationship. But as a result of not only Joseph's rejection and Jesus' rejection, but uh, not only Joseph's, but also Jesus' rejection, that now salvation is made available to all who would put trust in him. And so for us, salvation is now made possible. Look at what it says in the text in John. Let's go back to John chapter 1. So it says that he came to his own in verse 11. His own people did not receive him. He was rejected. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So doesn't matter how much you were rejected. It doesn't matter what how people tried to stop you. You know why? Because Jesus, the beauty about the good news about Jesus, Chantal, is that Jesus, he was rejected so that we would not have to be rejected. So that even if man rejects us in him, we have acceptance. Are you with me this morning? And I love it because in John chapter 9, verse 18 through 38, there's a story of a man who was born blind and Jesus healed him. And as a result of the healing, because the, the people of that time didn't like Jesus, they decided that they were going to kick the, that they were going to kick this man and his family out of their worship space, out of their worship environment. Because of, isn't that crazy that they weren't even focused on the fact that this man who was blind now had the ability to see? They were just focused on the fact that Jesus did it and they wanted to reject him so badly. But the Bible makes it clear at the end of that passage in verse 38 that even though man kicked Jesus, uh, kicked kicked that 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 gentleman that was born blind and was healed by Jesus even though they kicked him out that Jesus went and found him after they had ousted him and so I'm I'm here to tell somebody today that man's rejection is often a setup for God's salvation in your life what will you do will this rejection that you may be facing in your life or that you will face at some point in your life is it going to cause you to as well join in with rejection rejecting Christ or will you hear about this good love that he had this rejection that he took on your behalf this rejection that he faced on the cross from the world and from his own people and from his own family and what will you do with this love that Jesus is extending to you will you join in with the world and reject him or will you say yes and accept the love that he offers today are you with me It says in the text, and I'm closing, it says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I love how how, how Psalm 27 verse 10 even talks about that even if your family, your fathers and your mother, even if they forsake you and cast you out, that the Lord will receive you. And so I showed up with some good news today. That if you would believe in Jesus, if you would put your trust and faith in him, that he, 
that he will give you the right and the power to become children of God. So even if your family leaves you, even if your friends leave you, Jesus says in John chapter 15, verse 14 through 16, he says, even though you're a servant, he says, I no longer call you a servant, but I call you friends. Come on, somebody say, I can be a friend of God. So in him, not only do you have, can you become a child of God and have that familial relationship, but also you can become a friend of God. So your friendship will be in God. Your family will be in God. And not only this, I love it. You know what happens? Because children mimic their parents. And birds of a feather flock together. Birds of a feather do what? And so... When you're in Christ and when you become his child by faith, you know what this means? What happens is, you know, my son, my son, I call him mini me because Gabe does everything that I do. He's always trying to be like dad. He's always trying to act. It's crazy because oftentimes I hear him saying my, the slang words that I, that I say. And some things I have to be like, yeah, you're not old enough to say that yet. Because he mimics he mimics his dad because he's my child. He mimics me. And so he, it's like because of our connection, he finds that as empowerment and, and to be able to do some of the things that I do. But not only this, it's beautiful because the friends that we have, there's some of you that have made some choices and decisions, whether good or bad. And it's as a result of the friendships that you have. But in Christ, not only now do you become a child of God. And you, you're now connected with your father. But also, you have a friend in Jesus. Come on, I hear this song say, What a friend we have in Jesus. Man, I just feel it. All our sins and griefs to bear. Does anybody know it this morning? Yeah. But anyway, so we know what a friend we have in Jesus. And when we're around him, he says that those who are his friends, they do what he says. Come on, somebody. That his brothers and his sisters and his fathers and his mothers, that they are the ones who do the will of his father. He says this in Matthew chapter 12, verse 50 and onward. And so as a result of that relationship, from that place, we can have healthy relationship with God. But we also can have healthy relationship with man to man. Are you with me? And many of us, the relationships, since this is Friends and Family Day, many of the relationships that we are expressing, that we are experiencing strain in, many of the relationships that we are experiencing brokenness in, it's oftentimes because we are not, we are not living and having those relationships from a place of first being in relationship with God and having Jesus as our friend. And you know, this is the thing, because many of us say, oh, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. You know, just, you know, I don't need Jesus. I'm a child of God. I'm just a child of God. Well, in the Bible, it doesn't teach that. You might be created by God. But the Bible says in this same text, all who received him and believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. You become a child of God because we're separated from God by sin. You become a child of God when you put belief, when you put trust, and you put faith in Jesus. Don't mean to poop your party, but we got to stay biblical. And so today, so today, those of you who are on the sound of my voice, you might be one that, that says, you know what, I've experienced rejection. I have experienced rejection like Jesus experienced rejection. I've experienced it across the board. 
and some of you if you haven't experienced it yet I'm just going to tell you just live a little because at some point in life somebody is going to reject you but what will you do with that rejection Jesus is here today with his arms open wide he loves you no matter what you did and his arms are open he wants you to be a child of God he wants you to have relationship with him he wants you to be a friend of his and all you have to do you don't have to be perfect you don't have to okay I'm gonna go home you know how we do when we hear stuff like this oh, I gotta go home and I gotta break my CDs and I gotta go and uh, pull, you know throw out all those skirts that are at home and I gotta uh, go and clean up my Instagram first and then I gotta go and do that come on somebody before I can come to Jesus no Jesus wants you just as you are all that you need to do is put trust and faith in him put your belief in him give him your life Give him your life just as you are. Become his child. Become his friend. And, and you find acceptance in him. You're never alone. Somebody say never alone. You are never alone when you have him.